we are back with another episode of Boss Your Business. Today, we get to poke questions at Julia Hickman. Julia is a wife, mother of two, head of two, right there already, <laughs> and a business growth strategist specializing in podcast coaching. And as you guys know, I've been on my own podcast journey, so this is going to be really fun. And Julia, you also help heart-led entrepreneurs in the self-development and wellness field launch and run podcasts that help your clients elevate their voice, impact, and bottom line. You love running outdoors? <laughs> I'll join you on the reading and traveling with your family. So you are <laughs> a runner, aren't you? I am. You're I'm one, one of those, those crazy, crazy people. people. <laughs> <laughs> I think running is one of those things you either hate it or you love it. I think so too. Yeah. It's either, you know, I would not, you know, the only reason you could ever see me running is if I'm being chased by a bear type thing or people are like, oh yeah, me too. I'm the, you know? I'm, I'm the bear type thing. You're the bear, the bear the type. Bear type. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've tried. I've tried the whole mindset thing of trying to, yes, I'm going to like running. I'm going to do, yeah, no. I've done that for a month and it still has not changed. My head off, my head is off to you guys. Seriously. I'm like running is not an easy thing to do. So my head is off to you. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things. Like I used to try to convince friends to enjoy running. And then I'm like, you know what? There's so many other things that somebody can do, yeah. you know, to get movement in. So if it's not for you, that's okay. <laughs> I think the only cardio I ever stuck with was the Peloton bike. It's, mm -hmm. it's that community thing. It's the music, turning it up, not thinking about what I'm actually doing and then just dying on the couch afterwards. So, <laughs> oh my God. So Julia, how, my first question to my guests is always like, how did you get here? So you are helping your clients really elevate their voice, do the podcasting, get out there. But I'm pretty sure there is a history behind this. So how how did you get here? Yeah. Who is Julia? Yeah. There is a story. So a brief little backstory about me. Um, I was actually born in Hawaii, South Africa. So then my wow. mom and I moved to the US. And um, yeah, so she moved here. She was helping my aunt with her small business. And um, so I guess in a way, entrepreneurship was not new to me, but online entrepreneurship was, I had no idea it even existed. So, you know, I went to college, I studied business and marketing, thinking that I would open my own gym because I, I've always loved fitness and, and wellness. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to have a brick and mortar business, right? And um ended up having a few, didn't open the gym right, uh, or didn't end up opening the gym at all. Um, but worked in, you know, in marketing. And um, then I ended up working at a, a Forex trading company, um, currency exchange, and then uh, currency trading, sorry. And gym, then gym to currency trading. This, this yeah. is why I love this question every yeah. time, because you never know what's coming. Sure. Totally, totally, totally related. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then actually when I was at the, at the Forex company, um, I worked in client relationship management, but one of the things that I took on 
because I really wanted to be in their marketing department. Um, I took on helping them do their webinars. So they would do these free webinars to teach people how to trade. And so that was sort of my first start with sort of like doing online workshops and, you know, doing audio, audio trainings and things like that. So that was my first, like, I had no idea that one day I would have my own podcast or be helping other people with their podcasts and their online businesses. Um, so it's just kind of funny looking back. So anyway, then I actually changed, I got laid off from that job and then started working at a publishing company. So again, very different and um, got married. And then my husband and I were expecting our first kid. Hmm. I had a long commute at the time. And um, it was just one of those things where we made the decision that I would quit my job because I just was not going to see our kid. So um, I was already doing some fitness, like personal training on the side. Uh, So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be home with our son, but maybe I'll take on a little bit more, you know, take a few more clients and Mm -hmm. um, work out of a friend's gym to take on a few more classes and, you know, make a little money. I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, so that quickly then became, um, that turned to me launching my own business. I had people coming to my house to train with me. Long story short, then I transitioned to creating an online fitness company. So I didn't do the traditional gym, but I did do the fitness online fitness company and that went well for a few years. Then we had our second kid and, um, while on that journey, which that is another long story, um, Mm. we had some trouble getting pregnant with our second kid. And it just gave me a lot of time to really dive into personal development and, you know, to really think about, okay, what is it that I really want to do? What is it that really Mm -hmm. lights me up? And if I'm going to be spending time, spending my life doing something, what is it? What what I want, what is it that I actually really enjoy? And in my fitness company, I had sort of just started out by helping moms, a lot of local moms. And then that grew into, you know, helping having clients in other different states. And then through, you know, just sort of building and growing my network, I started helping other entrepreneurs too. So what I learned was that I really actually enjoyed helping entrepreneurs figure out how to like make fitness and how to make fun, how to just have more fun because that impacted how they showed up in their business, how they showed up for their families and how they showed up for themselves. So I was like, okay, well, fitness and wellness is very important to me, but that's not actually the thing. So I started thinking about like, well, how is it that I can actually help entrepreneurs in their businesses? How can I actually put myself in their businesses so that I can help them with their businesses while also having like being able to, you know, have a, have a say to be, you know, to to say to them, Hey, you know what? are you getting enough sleep? You know, like, are you like, Mm -hmm. are you doing your, your daily walks that you said you wanted to do? And so I started my new business. (laughs) And it's, it's so interesting for me because I know the conversations that are happening behind the scenes and, and throughout the podcast, how so many of my guests are coming to a point of why am I doing this? 
where where we start out i always say we start out reactive it's like okay we we had this passion we're getting clients in the door and suddenly we are in reactive mode but not proactive mode so suddenly we are working for our business and our business is not working for us totally. and i i start seeing talking to my guests i start seeing this common thread of there's a moment of my business is not supporting me this is this is not what's fueling me emotionally or physically or feeds into my values and just looking at it and then be like okay what does it look like that business that actually supports me so it always seems to come back to our core values and just having a business that supports us so 100%. Yeah, guys, there might be something to this. Just saying. Because we started a business to get the freedom, right? You started the business to not have that huge ass commute to be able to spend time with your kids, with your family. And then things get busy. So love it. So what do you what do you do today with your clients? And and how does how does a day in Julie's life look? Julia's life look like? Yeah. So I actually created my, my podcast when I was still running my fitness and lifestyle coaching business company. And, um, just really loved, I love the fact that I could have a conversation like I'm having with you, Yvonne, like being able to create, um, new relationships, right. Being able to yeah. network and have that, you know, be in a position where you can, just like get to know somebody else, put yourself in front of somebody else's audience and, you know, do the same, like have that same reciprocity where you could do the same for somebody else mm -hmm. and say, Hey, well, I can also have you on my podcast. Um, that, and then also just knowing how you can impact somebody who is listening to you on a weekly oh my God, yes. or bi-weekly or whatever frequency you have, but they're like, you're in their earbuds. You're like literally whispering sweet words in their ears and it's such a great way to build rapport and to really nurture people who are listening to you and who want to hear your message. So I love that. I love that because, like I said, I have a marketing background, but a lot of what I didn't love about my fitness business is that I was taught to talk about the pain points, like dig into the mm. pain points, tell them why they hate being overweight, tell them why it sucks, right? And so... And sure, like I could have just changed my messaging, but I think it was a great way. It was just a great time for me to rebirth something new. And with podcasting, you know, I'm not promising my clients anything like major. I mean, podcasting is a long game. It's a marathon. Yeah. It's not a sprint, right? Like you're not going to put out an episode and then have 20 new clients coming in. Maybe, right? Not saying it doesn't happen, but especially in the beginning, it's hard. You have to sort of build up that, that audience and that trust in the audience. But it, to me, it was just something that was so well aligned with who I am and the way that I like to serve. And so I, I you know, I said to myself, this is something that I want to take on and really become an expert in this. Um, and so by, by helping business owners strategize and, you know, plan out all the little pieces that go into launching a show and then having my team who can help them with the editing and, you know, with the graphics and all the things so that they can actually 
promote their show because that's something that I see a lot of people not do. Like they do oh, the, they put out their episodes, but then, you know, they say, Hey, here's my new episode, but then there's no other promotions happening. Um, so yeah, I just love being able to kind of say to somebody who's like, you know, a seven or seven, or seven figure business owner, Hey, you know what? My team and I can take that on for you. We can help you. Um, you know, we have, you have my experience as a business owner, my, my, um, you know, education in business as a business, you know, degree. Um, and you don't have to worry about that. You can just do what you love doing the most. So that also allows that business owner to now be able to take care of themselves more, right? Because now they have that, they don't have to spend those hours creating all those micro contents um, and uploading their episodes and doing all the things that it takes to get your, your podcast running on a weekly, monthly basis. Um, but you have somebody who can, who actually understands what the main goal of your podcast is and not just like checking things off a, of a list, but actually like knows what you want to achieve. And which comes back again to the values where I'm like, guys, don't just run a business to run a business. It needs yeah. to align with you. It's like everybody always tells you do this or do that. I love, I love podcasting for me right now because we, we are at the beginning stages of the podcast. It's, it's my foot in the door to connect with people that I want to connect with. Totally. It is, it is so much easier to pop into somebody's DMs and be like, hey, you want to be guest on my podcast? Rather than yeah. be like, hey, I like you. Can I be your friend? It's 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 a no-brainer. Yeah. But I also for for my specific podcast and, and the outreach with that. I have found the way that aligns with me. I've done single solo podcasts in the past where it's like just talking to myself. No, no. I like the conversation. I like what it triggers. I like, um, I'm like, Julia knows behind the scenes. My podcast literally has three questions and everything else. We just follow the conversation because you never know what comes up. Yeah. And just having these conversations and having these conversations publicly, when when we started out the podcast, it was a little bit different setup. It, it was a little bit different structure. It was a little bit different handled. But my even my small audience came back and said, this is what we like. We want to hear how other people have made it happen, how other people boss their business rather than what they are doing for their clients. And we adjusted accordingly because... Most of us, we talk about what we learned and teach that to our clients. So looking at the strategy, I still promote my guests and what they are doing because that's at the core of their values and what they do for their clients. So it's like, just just follow the yellow brick road. If any of my listeners that have been around, they know it's like, it's it's just follow the yellow brick road. You see a need and you just follow it. Um. Yeah. So how how does a day in Julia's life look nowadays? Because yeah. you, you got a husband, you got two kids, you got clients. Do you still yeah. do have a life? You, <laughs> do I have a life? <laughs> do you have a life? Um, that is that's a great question. So 
Yes. Um, so the, the majority of our work right now is done for you, um, launches and we have some retainer clients. Um, but I love having that set up actually, because the done for you work is stuff that we can kind of batch. So it does mm -hmm. allow me, like I can take, I take most Fridays off. Um, I have time to volunteer at my kids schools. Um, but it does require, like, I do have a team also. So I, yeah. I, I do have to acknowledge that. It's not like I'm doing everything myself. Um, but a typical day, let's say, so I, I wake up, um, I get the kids ready for school, get their lunches packed up, drive either drive, the, I drive my little one to her preschool and my older one, he sometimes takes the bus or sometimes I drive him too. And then, um, work until I have to pick up my daughter, my little one. So then we come back home, have lunch. So then I put her down for her nap and then continue in the afternoon. So in the afternoon, usually, um, in the mornings I have calls either with my coaches or clients. <clears throat> and then the afternoon is when I do work that varies. So it depend depends on what day I don't have calls every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then I wrap things up by 3.30, 3.30 p.m. when my son comes home from school. So then it's back to mom life again until it's, you know, time to get ready for dinner. My husband is great. He he does most of the cooking in our house. Oh, my God. Where do um, I find one of those? <laughs> yeah, he he's he's a good one. He's a real good one. Um, my little one, she's two. So she's at that age where like, mommy, mommy, like, don't leave my side. So he luckily he's able to handle the the kitchen part. Um, and then, yeah, and I must, I will admit that sometimes I do have a Saturday where I will do a little bit of work, especially if I wanted to take like, say, um, a morning off or something like that, because I had yeah. something personal. So then I don't like, I'll work on a Saturday afternoon while my, like, you know, my husband and my son are playing video games and my daughter's napping. So I'm like, okay, I'll just do a little bit of work. So, um, and I love that. I mean, it's not, it's not about making yourself wrong. Like if you have to work on a weekend or if you have to work at night, it's about what works best for you. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's typically what my, my, and day looks I like. love, I love that you brought this up because we often have this guilt around what work should look like. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with a hustle mentality still being around way too much for my own taste. Um, you don't have to feel bad for, hey, I'm feeling like it right now. Grab the laptop. I, I'm suddenly in the flow state. I have ideas or whatever it is. Grab the laptop, sit on the couch, even though it might be Friday night at 7 o'clock. Exactly. And building your own business around your lifestyle for me means whatever I feel good at. If I need a morning off and I still have something to do, cool. The kids are playing, the hubby is busy, all good. Let's grab the laptop and get something done. I think for me at the core of what I want my business to be is flexible enough for me to just decide I'm taking an afternoon off. I'm, I'm, Friday is a standard day off or catch up. So I'm similar to you. My Friday is an either way recharge or catch up day. So if the week yes. turned crazy for whatever reason, I try to never schedule anything on Friday. It's just an open room 
for either way, if I'm in flow state and I want to do something cool, then let's be creative. Let's do something. Let's record videos, whatever I feel like it. Or it's a just stay on the couch and binge watch Netflix because the next season came out. Or it's a we need to catch up on some things that fell off the bandwagon this week because life just happens. So exactly. That was a long winded way of saying I really love that you brought up to, and I don't feel bad about it. It just is. Then cool. Yeah. I work a couple days on Saturday. Um, yeah, because often enough when we try to build our lifestyle business and we say, hey, I want the weekend off, we then suddenly beat ourselves up because we decide to work on the weekend. So what? As long as we feel good about it, who cares? Exactly. And that might change, you know, when, when my kids are older and they're no longer napping and I no longer have those couple hours where I would typically just, I don't know, watch TV yep. or read a book, then I might be like, Hey, I don't, I no longer want to work on Saturdays because we want to go out and take, you know, mm -hmm. weekend trips. Yep. Um, so it, it all depends, but it's, yeah, it's just about finding what works for you and how you best work. Like for me, it's better to um, sort of like spread things out a little bit. I prefer to do that than to like, feel like, oh my gosh, I have to work from like nine to three 30 or like, I'm, I'm just doing it all wrong. Right. <laughs> B business is meant to, you know, I like how your, your show is, you know, boss up your business. Like you're bit like, you're the boss of your business. Your business should not be the boss. <laughs> That's exactly where that came from. Where yeah. it's like, Moving out of being reactive in our business. And again, this is this seems to be a common thread through my episodes right now, too. Where it's like when we start, we are usually reactive. And at some point for you to to be and to still enjoy your business, you need to step up and actually be the boss of your business rather than your business bossing you. Sure. Um, with that, what are some of the processes and workflows that you have running? I'm like, you are running also a team. So I'm, I'm pretty sure there are quite some processes and workflows behind the scenes. Um, what are some of the, the most impactful, the most common processes and workflows that you use in your company to, to be able to take Fridays and weekends off? Yeah. So uh, I have a small team. I have one, um, one team member who does a lot of my um, social media posts. She's mm -hmm. also a graphic designer, so she creates the graphics. She gets things posted for me. Um, so we have, we use ClickUp. So all her tasks ah! are set on there. Yes! Yeah. And we communicate via Voxer. So I actually don't even do like video check-ins with her anymore. Don't tell people that because I feel like most people are like, you should have meetings with your team. And I'm like, it's just a waste of both of our times, literally when I can just send her a boxer and, you know, tell her what I need. So that it, that it worked like, again, things may change, but right now this is what's working for us. Um, and then I have also a podcast editor who helps with, you know, podcast editing of our shows. Um, and then I'm, you know, the visionary obviously. And, um, I also write content for our clients. So I'm the one who writes things like show notes, um, things like, you know, um, promotional mini pieces. Um, I do all the writing right now. So like, I, I have to admit with, with my VA who handles pretty much the whole repurposing, she, she is 
95% done of completely taking over the the repurposing um, process, we chat in, in ClickUp. I barely ever have to step out anywhere because everything is task related. So it's in the comments and she's mm-hmm. like, hey, you forgot about this one or hey, I can't find that. And then just once in a while when things come up, because she's also helping me with the edits on my book, where it's like, okay, hey, by the way, here is something happening. Make sure you saw that. We need to get something scheduled with the publishing house. But other than that, I'm like, she is so played into this process. She knows my my voicing and everything where it's like, yeah. hey, had your Great. coffee today? I'm like, what? They, they, it's just so perfectly in balance. And yeah, so I'm in there with you. Um. One of the things you already started talking about tools again. I'm like, you got heck, oh, the ClickUp channel on YouTube. So I'm always happy about hearing other people use ClickUp. Um, one tool that I found, so me as German with the accent, I've always somehow struggled with Voxer for whatever reason. Can't tell you why. It's something didn't click and I never really stuck with it. Somehow I always went back to Slack and I don't like Slack much either. For anybody listening, Volley. So Hmm. Volley is like Slack and Voxer and StreamYard had a baby. Ooh. So Envision... You can use Voxer pretty much as the base layer to understand Volley. It's a similar thing combined with the threading possibilities that Slack has. So, you know, when a question comes up and you can open up a thread, meaning in the main line, you see the main conversation, but you also can vertically follow the conversation with questions and answer based on that one question that Mm -hmm. came in. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, why I love it is it has video messages, it has audio messages, it has text messages, and the transcription of everything. Oh, huh. So with me, when, and we are testing it out right now, we are rolling out the beta of testing it with clients. It also has a, um, a laptop app, so I can literally bring it on my desktop and I can screen record something. So now when a client comes to me and is like, hey, I have an issue here, I can screen record really quick and share it straight in volley of saying, click here, click here, click there. And this is how it works, which always has been a problem for me with clients where it's like, okay, now I need to record a Loom video and then uploaded it to Slack and here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I've been really excited on the tool side of things because I love tools like Voxer that just make communication easy but again also with the accent and me it's it's often a trouble just with the audio of okay well she's snarky right now or did she actually mean that because i wear my emotions (laughs) on my face so yeah so you use clickup you use voxer i'm assuming you use gmail probably and i'm guessing you more or less live off the calendar just as much as i do yes (laughs) I do. So is that is that your core tool stack or is there something else in there that you use? Yeah, those those are our our main ones. I tried, you know, using um, Trello boards and then I just kind of found them to be a little bit of a distraction. So we no longer use them. 
Um, let's see. I actually just switched to, have you heard of system? I have this, not. Um, yeah. So it's like system, but with an E at the end, it's a, a, a I guess a French guy created it. And, um, it's great because it's like CRM plus, uh, you know, email, um, provider, right? Like you can send your emails, newsletters, all that through them. You can host your courses on there. Hmm. What else do they offer? They offer a bunch of things. So I actually just, um, that's, I created that's like system, a. That's System.io? Yes. So I did find the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I'm liking, it's very intuitive, intuitive to use. Um, I just created modules for, um, for a podcasting program that I created and it was really easy to use so I'm liking it I'm liking it I haven't used the emailing portion of it yet but planning on yeah from from what they show as screenshots the emailing looks pretty good it looks similar to active campaign at least what they what they show in the concept um yeah it looks it looks good it's that is interesting. Yeah, we are moving to ThriveCard right now with all the courses and that kind of stuff um, since they're offering Learn Plus now. Mm. Um, because I had to realize on my own business where it's like, I know all the tech, right? I had the big academy and WordPress and WooCommerce and all the things because I wanted to customize and I wanted to do other things. And then I realized I'm like, I just want simple. Yes. I don't want to have to deal with updating and doing this. And, and I just want simple. That's when I dove out to, uh, to my, um, to my tribe, to my people that are, that are working in similar areas. I'm like, okay, spam me, spam me with your tools. What do you like? And that's how we ended up on, on thrive card and looking at system IO, it seems to be doing something similar for you and your business, because I'm like, yeah, you don't need a sales funnel anymore. It has click funnels. You, you, you have the yeah. whole course set up. So you don't need any Kata or Kajabi, which is a whole nother story. I don't like either of those. Hmm. And you have you have the whole package together from, from the lead funnel to the delivery to the marketing of things. So yeah. Looks like you are you are working on making business also a little bit more simple. Totally. I love cool. that. That's why when you mentioned, um, what did you say? Volley? That Volley, sounds yeah. great. I, I love when you're able to do a few different things with one tool. That always helps. And that's where, um, if anybody in, in, in any of my listeners want to test it out, I actually do have a pop-up on my website. So if you go to askev.com, um, once you scroll down, there's a little pop-up that I have and you literally can just message me. So Volley does multiple things for me where it's like you literally can just pop in and be like, hey, Evie, saw your episode. Cool. Give me a thumbs up. Um, but they also just rolled out paid offers, meaning asynchronous coaching. So not necessarily if you have a weekly call, but rather you have me on speed dial. You can say, hey, I want a half an hour of your time. And, but it's asynchronous. So it's not a half an hour call where you jump on zoom. It's like, Hey Evie, I need help with this. You voice message me and I can voice message back. And based on those messages, 
So either way, the character length, the length of talking or the length of video cuts down on that time. And now you yeah. can asynchronous coach people and get paid for it rather than being there on a Zoom call trying to figure out what the issue is, but rather have somebody accessible for you on the fly when you need them to be. And I don't have to be there and accessible, by the way, but they know um, I reply to them within 24 or 48 hours. Great. So yeah. talk, talk about pocket. combining <laughs> things and, and making it simple. Love it. Love it. Yeah, guys, as you can tell, we're complete, complete tool nerds. <laughs> complete tool yes. nerds. Love a good tool. So what kind of what kind of people are you working with for your coaching and your podcasting? Are you still in the uh, fitness and health sector or has your your target audience changed a little bit? Yes. So I still, um, I, since I love that field, the, the wellness field, um, I have worked with, like, I, I would say that that's an ideal client of mine, somebody in the, I would say in the well-being, personal development. Um, mm -hmm. So I work with business coaches, um, mindset coaches, um, naturopathic um, people like people in the, in the wellness field, um, of different kinds. So yeah, that's my jam. I mean, I love it. It makes sense to me because I love, like, I love the, their content. So it's easy to work on somebody's content when you enjoy, um, listening to it and writing about it. Yeah. Um, so that, that makes the work even more worthwhile. Um, like for example, I would not want to do a pod or yeah, I would not an ideal podcast for me to launch or a not ideal podcast would be something like, I don't know. I can't even think. Maybe like a face crypto cri cryptocurrency. Yeah, that would. I mean, not gonna lie. It's one of the things I that I a little bit in that, but I don't want to. I don't want to launch a podcast on that. <laughs> it's one of those things that I still try to wrap my head around. There's so much yes. going into crypto where it's like this. It just popped in my head. Mm hmm. Or even like Facebook ads. You know, like oh god, no. I can't. Yeah, it's too too technical. I just had my VIP day for ads. We're going to be launching beginning of the year for an upcoming um, group program launch. And it's like trying to deal with business manager in Facebook. I'm like, this is why I hired you. I hate going in there. It's like, I don't even know where to find anything anymore. So mm. I feel you on the whole Facebook ads thing. Um, Julia, you, where can people find you online? And yes, yeah. guys, it's going to be in the description too, but go share. How how can people connect with you? Well, the easiest place since you guys, if you guys are listening on the podcast is to find me on my podcast, um, which is the, the Elevated Femmes Movement. Uh, but I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two main places that I hang out. So if you just look up my name, Julia Hickman, um, you can find me on there. My Instagram is actually Julia M. Hickman. So those are the best places. Thanks so much for sharing. And thanks so much for everybody joining me today. Thanks, Julia, for being on. This was so much fun. And I will be seeing you on Instagram because that's where I hang out. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Thanks, Evie.